Welcome to another episode of Wild Plunges podcast with me, Kim Christie. This is podcast eight in the series We Remember Them Relay 2021. This event is becoming so diverse and exciting. And today's guest is John Myatt, who is planning a hero leg swim. And he's doing the Bristol Channel with Caroline Saxton and Laura Nesbitt. The Otter Trio. <laughs> Welcome, John. Hi there. Hi, hi, Kim. How are you doing? Good. Very good. Yeah. Really great to have you on today. I know that you've done some epic swimming and your swimming career is massive. I'm wondering if you can just give us where it all started. Yeah, sure. Yeah, so um, go and I have to go, I have to go right, right back to, to where where it started. So um, when I was when I was seven years old, um, I used to go swimming with the with the school. And then uh, one day um, we were having a race across the width and um, I got singled out by a swimming coach and she asked if I wanted to join Gloucester City Swimming Club. You know, to call it off in a nutshell, I went, I went to the trials, they accepted me and um, my mum and dad couldn't afford it. So um, I was awarded a scholarship. So um, for 10 years, um, I swam for Gloucester City and by the age of 11, I was training up to um, 11 times a week. So probably about 19 hours a week. Then, then when I was 17, sort of my swimming career sort of, ended uh, when I needed to start working because I couldn't keep the commitment up anymore with, with all the training sessions. So, uh, you know, I always regretted giving it up. I had to give it up for work. And um, it's just one of those things. And um, I, I didn't get back in the pool again for about 23 years. So, wow, that's a big break. Yeah, so I went from I went from um, swimming to... Um, I used to go to the gym quite regularly. I was probably um, in the gym, a bit of a gym monkey. I was in the gym probably five or six times a week. And um, I was playing local rugby. Um, so I enjoyed local rugby for about 10 years and um, had some really good times with the Spartans Rugby Club. And uh, yeah, that, that, was an, that was another great 10 years of my life. Um, and then as, as I got, got a bit older, um, into, into sort of my late sort of like 30s, um, I become a little bit redundant, I think. And, you know, I was one of these um, armchair procrastinators sitting down watching TV um, I was watching. I remember watching programs like the, the likes of uh, Robson Green uh, when he was, um, uh, uh, you, you know, taking up um, open water swimming. And um, he met Lewis Pugh, and they did like a cold swim. And I remember watching David Williams do the channel. And uh, in the back of my head, I kept thinking I could do something like this, and and um, sort of like felt a bit guilty still, um, a bit resentment about the fact that I gave up when I was seventeen. And, um, you know, I've wasted all that time and not been swimming since. And uh, in the end, I, I started searching online for, uh, for a swim to do. And I came across uh, swim, um, a group of people that were going to swim from the Solent. And they were looking for another person to join them. So uh, the swim was going to go from Gosport to the Isle of Wight. And it's, I think it's about three miles across. And uh, to me, that, well, that was a monster swim at the time. Um, it, was, it was huge. And, and um, I got accepted uh, uh, you know, onto this team. And they'd been training for about six months. So I thought I was going to turn up with all these pros and they were going to be really good. Um, and um, so I started my training. I had two weeks to train for this event um, from from not swimming for 23 years. So um, uh, and I'd never done open water swimming before. So I went to Cotswold Water Park and um, started off doing half a mile the one day. I went the very next day, did a mile. Uh, then then I built it up over the course of a week to about um, to about. I think four miles, which is ridiculous, you know, going from naught to four miles. And then, and then my, my wetsuit arrived because um, they're, they're, all, they're all doing wetsuits and I never wore a wetsuit before. So I, so I thought I better go and try this wetsuit on. So the second week I started swimming with a wetsuit and immediately my shoulders were fatigued and I thought, how the hell am I going to do this? And um, I, I swam for three days in the wetsuit. 
and I had a little taper uh, before the event. So um, I went down with my mum with my mum and, um, and my wife down to um, Southampton and um, got in at Gosport uh, with this with this group of people, and um, it was 21 degrees. So really, um, I didn't really need a wetsuit. It was so warm, uh, and um, I just remember like being nervous uh, swimming with this group of people because I'd never done open water before, and uh, I was really nervous about you know they they were gonna I was gonna be too slow. And as I headed off doing front crawl, um, I, I looked behind me. Um, the the you know the RNLI boat that was escorting across was in front. And behind me, all these people doing breaststroke and um, and dodgy uh, free uh, front cross strokes. Uh, so so I, I didn't need to worry at all, really. So um, yeah, but that was that was a really beautiful swim. I just remember it being such a lovely day, and and just just the feeling of being in between two bits of bits of land and swimming from one point to the other, and then walking out onto the beach in the sun. Um, it, it was just amazing. And I think that's what really, uh, really did it for me and, and got me into open water swimming. And, and from, from that day, I've just been completely hooked. So, Yeah, I don't think people really take on board how different pool swimming is to open water swimming and from skins yeah. to wetsuit either. I mean, they're significantly different. Yeah, obviously, um, in a, in a pool, it's it's broken up because you're getting that push off the side every time. Uh, whereas whereas when you're in open water, it's it's obviously more continuous. There's no stopping. Um, so you do need to. I I prefer um, long distance open water swimming because you can you can find your rhythm more because you haven't got the breaks. So you, you can get into that sort of like um, mindset and, and and just get into that nice rhythm and and, and um, start to enjoy the flow of it all. And it is a very different mindset, isn't it, from the pool? Yeah, uh, to uh, open water. Uh, absolutely, and it all depends which body of water you're in. You know, so, uh, you can go to a lake and it can be clear, and 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 uh, you know that that can be quite assuring. And and then you can go to places like uh, some like Clevedon, where it's um, the water's brimy, dirty, muddy, and then you get all the chop and and the waves. Um, and and the conditions are completely different again. So uh, and then they've got all the elements to go with that outdoors. It can be freezing cold and uh, raining or whatever. Um, and then you've got night swims as well. Um, that adds another dimension to it as well. So um, yeah, there's lots of uh, it, no swim is ever the same. I find and uh, that's that's probably the beauty of it because you never really get bored of, of doing it because there's always always something different and something happens. So you've got the hook from that one beautiful event. Yeah. What you go on to next? So I, I, um, so I did that event, and I thought I, I needed to, um, I needed to get home in on my swimming skill set again because I, I hadn't swam for such a long time, and even at that stage when I was swimming across the Solent, I was, I was probably doing uh, getting out of breath and doing balcony to balcony uh, strokes. So, um, I was like, I was breathing every stroke. Instead of like most people breathe every two or three strokes, I was breathing every stroke. So, um, so, uh, so I joined um, uh, a, a swim fit club at Gloucester, and um, I met a coach called Nick Hatton, and um, he set about sort of like helping me sort of like uh, refine my stroke again. So, and then, then I, I, ever since uh, that day, I've been going to uh, swim fit. Bothered, I've, I've joined Gloucester Masters for a little bit, but um, most of my training has been done with with um, the local swim fit uh, groups, and um, it's, it's just like just by uh, you know various coaches and you just go along to their sessions and anyone um, is welcome to join in and they have lanes of varying degrees so uh, through that I actually uh, hooked up with some ex-swimming friends swam with it at Gloucester and made some new friends as well so um, that's the great thing about swimming as well as you you get to you get to meet so many people 
and you bond with so many people in, in so many different environments and and um it's it's like a big family really i think um you know I, i've never really met any any horrible people through swimming and, and you've all got the same sort of uh you know i keep on about mindset yeah but yeah everyone's in that sort of zone aren't they yeah and the, and the open water world is known for that yeah. emotion and the passion as well and and the caringness about because obviously there are many risks to open water swimming yeah and supporting people to take on the sport in a really positive way so, so yeah yeah so so yeah me, moving on um i started once I've, I've, I've sort of got to grips with swimming again uh, i then started looking towards um other events and me being me I, most people don't know me but um i don't do anything by halves so it's like so i thought what what swim swim event could i go for and um i entered um the henley on thames bridge to bridge which is uh, swimming from henley and henley, henley on thames bridge to marlow bridge it's a four stage swim so you're going through uh, four locks so there's little stopping points and it's a fourteen k. The whole swim's fourteen k. So, um, so I entered that, and I was really nervous about it because it, it was, it's like it's the first event I entered where not so say a race, but people will be like racing each other, and it's it was getting back into that almost like club uh club mindset of like i'm gonna be racing against people so um so i started training in in the lido um and i built my swimming up and i was like i, I built up to the stage where every week i would go and do a, a 10k swim so i break it down i do like 100 100s and i was doing those off about about one minute 40 uh, with rest um i lost i lost a lot of my uh, club pace from the earlier days um uh, you know and and um I would probably would have, would have swam those hundreds probably about thirty seconds faster going back back at back at you know in the day when I was swimming uh, for Gloucester, uh, but yeah, um, I was coming on one thirties, which is still respectable, and uh, yeah, I was knocking out these these ten k's and and um, were quite hard, uh, and um, but I just um, I I thought oh, that's probably not enough of training for this this big event because I, I it's the thing when you get into open water swimming, you don't you don't know how hard to train for events, so you have to like sort of like fathom out and suss out so. Yeah, so on the day of this event, um, I, I I remember being um, going down to Henley, and um, I just looked at all these all these athletes, these swimming, uh, these swimmers, um, all in their wetsuits, and uh, they just looked so fit. And and I, I looked at me a bit frumpy, and I thought, how am I how am I gonna how am I gonna compete against all these people? I just thought, I just I, I don't stand a chance here, and uh, I wasn't. It should have been just about the swim. But because of my competitive background, it, it, it was it was weighing on me the fact that you know I'm, I'm going to come last. So um, so anyway, I remember this um, the, the starter saying um, on the on the microphone before we we got in saying, look, you know, swim your own race, and um, got your own pace, and and uh, don't go out too fast. So anyway, we, we got in the water um, underneath the bridge. We're wearing the same kind of caps, and there was about 500 people. And um, they said that we'd be swimming in pods, so um, the first 25 to get out, the first stop would stick together. Um, anyway, first first event I've ever done. Um, so um, when the when the, when the hooter went off, we all swam. Uh, it was it was a mishmash. I was I was getting battered left, right, and centre. I was I was like people elbowing me. I was getting kicked, uh, splashed, was choking on water, and uh, I just I just thought I just need to get out of this pack. So eventually, I just eased my way out of this pack and just got into a free bit of water, and I could see a few swimmers in front of me. And I um, at that time, my my sighting um, that's another thing you, you learn when you do open water swimming. It's all about swimming in a straight line. 
and um, and to do that you need to you need to sight and I didn't know about sighting because uh, I was used to swimming up and down the pool um, you know from from the black line and those lanes have gone those lines have gone missing <laughs> the lines are gone and I, I end up going into the bank I hit the bank a few times and uh, I, end, I end up going into a tree and then um, I, anyway, I got out at the first stop, and um, uh, I remember someone saying to me, "You're in, you're in twenty, you're, you're number twenty-two, and you've got to stick with this, uh, this, this like gold pod." And I was like, "I thought, oh my god, what have I done? Have I gone out too fast? Now I've got to stick with this group, the fastest group for the whole swim, and we still had like um, you know eleven k to go." So um, um, I ended up getting with uh, into the second stage, and and off, off we went, and. Um, kept breaking away from them because my sighting was rubbish and and um i thought what 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 can i do and um i, I didn't know how to sight and i just i just saw this girl's feet in front of me i thought right she's swimming in a straight line i'm just going to follow her feet so te- <laughs> technically what is known known now is drafting so i just dra- yeah. drafted this girl the whole way and um we we ended up um at the, at the very end i mean i mean coming towards um when we got to the last last stage when we all got in, it was just it was just a, a, a race, head down race, because everyone wanted to be first. And um, some of some of these people had had like um, you know they've been they had a lot in reserve and 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 they just went. I couldn't catch them. And I remember giving it my all and then thinking there was the finish line in front of me. And as I got towards what I thought was a finish line, it was just a bend. And I put everything into that into it, and I I was completely gassed out, and and um, I just remember all the lactic in my arms and stuff, and I thought, right, I just got to keep clawing away now. There's no way I'm I'm stopping and letting someone pass me. So I so I went as fast as I could to the finish line, and um, I, I I came out uh, joint seventh with the girl I've been drafting. So yeah, so it's it was a really good um, position in time, really. So I think I did it in about three hours. 25 minutes for a 14k wow which which um you know it's i was really chuffed with it because um it was my first swim and, and to come out you, you know um and 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 see off other swimmers as well in that pod because people dropped out and, and they couldn't keep up um i was really chuffed it was it was it was, it was an amazing it was an amazing feeling then so um yeah that was my first swim so um yeah so that's what that, that's one on my uh to-do list i've not done that i did the club to pub one yeah she's always done the night before I find these these swims are they're, they're set in beautiful environments, but when you're when you're so focused on 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 racing, you you don't stop to take everything in. It's like when I go on these swims now, um, outdoor swims in in into uh, different lakes and rivers. It's always nice to put your head up and have a look around and and take the views in. Um, it's, it's completely yeah, you do miss a lot. Yeah. So you, you went on. What what did you go on to next? What are the other big things you you've done? Some amazing. Yeah. And you're you are known in the world for okay. your epic swims. Yeah, so um, I did a few more events, I think, and then and then um, I met up with um, a guy called Mark Layton, who I used to swim with as a junior. Um, me, uh, myself, and Mark used to be really competitive um, in, in the same age group um, for Gloucester. And we, um, you know, back back then, my my best stroke was backstroke, and I was um, I was a hundred meter backstroke specialist. Um, so yeah, m- most of my training sessions were, were done swimming backstroke, not front crawl or distance or, or distance. Uh, yeah, so so. Um, Mark had been back swimming. He'd done a few events, uh, some open water events, and I just said to him, "I said, you know, what what have you got in the cars? What what is it you want to do?" And uh, he sort of like came up with like he wanted to swim the channel and a few other things. And I said, "You know, I, I'd like to swim it too, but um, at the time it was really costly. I think it was about three three and a half grand, and and uh, neither of us had the money to do a solo. So I said, why don't we just like go together and do it as a team?" 
Um, so, so yeah, so we set about training for that. And um, that brings me on to my next event, which, which um, was um, did, I'm trying to think, it's, it's uh, to swim for life at Guildford. Um, so this is this is a 50 meter outdoor pool, and we swam swam uh, swam this in April. And the idea is you swim uh, 24 miles, so you swim one mile on the hour every hour, and when you get out, that's your rest, and you've got to be back to the pool edge within five minutes. And uh, this was a grueler, um, you know, it's, uh, and this is a big this is this was a big test for the channel. And um, so I so I got in and I swam. I think for the first first seven miles, um, I swam in a wetsuit. And uh, everyone else swam in a wetsuit because it was the air. The air was really cold. Uh, the water was about twenty-one degrees, something like that. Uh, but I just remember the air being very cold. And um, when it got towards the evening, the, the air temperature dropped to minus one. And and um, yeah. no, sorry, I started off in skin. Sorry. Then we all started donning wetsuits. And I remember people um, on mile seven. Uh, people were getting carted away with hypothermia. And um, and on that on on the mile seven, my arm went. Uh, something happened to my arm, uh, my uh, my tricep, and and um, I couldn't use my arm. And I thought, do I do I stop now, or, or do I continue on and and swim? I think what was it? The remaining the, re- the remaining sort of like um, however many it was, like seventeen miles or something. <laughs> so uh, wow. yeah, so I swam the seventeen miles with a really funny stroke because I couldn't um, use my bi- uh, tri- tricep. So I had to move my arm in a, in a free Christmas way. Anyway. <laughs> but I managed to do the, the whole, the whole event. And I, uh, yeah, um, I, I just, I was completely, I was just so tired and uh, completely knackered after that. It was, it was just, it was grueling. And, and I, I would say that's probably the toughest swim I've done to date of, of all my swims that I'm going to talk about. And um, I remember, I'll come back to this as well. I remember meeting a girl called uh, Kate Vines there and uh, she swam, uh, in, I think it was 2011, she swam to France um, with, with, uh, as a two uh, women relay. And uh, she got a special award through the CSA that year for, for, their, for their swim. So um, I remember Kate saying to me, she, she said, uh, well, I was in the shower, she said, she said, um, we did this event, she said, um, before we before we did our channel swim. We could only only manage half of it. And she said, You've done this by yourself. So she said, She said, You 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 can you can do the channel. Um and that sort of really planted the seed in my head. So um yeah, so when I met with Mark, um, you, you know, we decided we we're gonna do the channel. So in, in two thousand fifteen. Yeah, so so for, for for doing the channel, again it's 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 uh, you're asking people how to how to train for it and what what to do because like there's no there's not there's not wasn't many books around then or anything to say this is the training program you should do for the channel and this is what you should be eating this is this is the distances you should be swimming this is the environment should be swimming in um so so uh you know a lot of um a lot of people who train for the channel they go down to dover and, and they swim um in the harbor there and 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 um they do it as a group a collective and 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 uh, they're looked after and, and given feeds and stuff so they can test test themselves out uh, but that was a bit bit too far away from for me and mark to travel um so we found the next best place which was uh clevedon um which at the time was um having the, the tidal pool revamped so we couldn't use the tidal pool uh, for that for that event um uh, but we we swam around the pier into lady bay and back which is um if I explain, you getting by Cleveland Pier. Um, now it's, it's you've got to get used to the tides at Cleveland. So uh, when you, when you're doing a, a swim to Lady Bay, um, you swim literally like because um, my mile times about 
uh, 25 minutes. I'd swim 25 minutes before high tide so that when I hit Lady Bay, the tide was turning and I'd come back on the turn of the tide and around the pier. Um, you don't want to be going any other times outside of uh, that the range of the high tide because um, the flow can be quite strong and, and you can get, not, not carried out to sea, but you can get taken along with it and, and, and taken down the coast. So it's something you need to, to be very careful with. Yeah, but I spent a lot of time swimming there and, and um, I, I always used to try and um, find what the worst conditions were going to be and swim in those. Because I thought if I can swim in the worst conditions in, in the Bristol Channel, and when I get to swim the actual um, English Channel, uh, it wouldn't be so bad. I was going out in really um, wavy conditions. I think the waves were about a metre, two metres high. And um, I remember choking on water. And, and just being cold and, and um, I'd swim up and down and, and um, yeah, so that, that's how I sort of like conditioned myself um, for, for, the, for the channel. And then uh, we put longer swims in in the pool and, and some other lakes as well. But but just for the just for the uh, sheer thrill of it and, and, for, and for, you know, get, getting uh, rugged for, for swimming the, the channel. Uh, Bristol Channel was brilliant because the water was so murky and muddy. Um, you couldn't see mm. in front of you, you couldn't see anything. And so when we actually got to swim the English Channel, it was it was just amazing that you see my hands in front of me because everyone says about <laughs> the English Channel being dirty and, and you get all this flotsam and stuff like that. But to me, it was the cleanest body of water I'd ever swam in. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, on the day uh, myself and Mark got in uh, the, yeah, the English Channel and um, I was swimming on the right of the boat and um, Mark was swimming on the left. Um, because Mark breathes a different side to me. So um, at that point, I wasn't swimming bilaterally. And I didn't realise um, what a difference swimming bilaterally could make to swim in the channel. Um, so I was on the side of the boat with all the chop. And um, I didn't realise that Mark was having an easy time on his, his hour um, <laughs> on the other side where, where it wasn't so choppy. So by the time we, we finished... Um, I think it's 11 hours 41 we did or something but by the time we finished um i was absolutely uh, knackered and i remember being on the boat on the way back and i just lying there uh, thinking that how can people possibly uh, swim the whole thing by themselves and and um mark was looking at me he goes oh i i I could have gone there and back, he said. I just looked at, <laughs> I just looked at it and thought, what are you talking about? I'm absolutely uh, smashed. Anyway, uh, it, it did, um, the roles did reverse uh, because um, in 2018, we got to, um, sorry, um, yeah, 2000, 2018, we got to swim, swim to France and back. So, um, but that, that came about because, um, you know, um, we thought we'd, done a massive thing and it was a massive thing you know to swim to france as a two-man team but um i was i was getting jibes from um uh, um, people saying you've only swam half of it and of course that that just like that 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 was like a red rag to a ball because uh then we just decided we were going to go there and back and and for that reason because because people said we did half each so um yeah um it's brilliant yeah so um it was so whilst i was um training for for the second channel swim we were supposed to do it in 2017 um i ended up going mad with my training i I got so confident that um um uh, you you know more the more hours and more training you put in uh the better you're going to be um that i fell into this old habit of overtraining and and um because i as as a club swimmer i used to graft and give my all and um always wondered why my um gala times never improved because i was like i was i was i've got that 
driving me that just wants to keep going all the time and I, I never rest so um even going back to the club days so i remember um swimming on a friday night I, I wasn't supposed to swim on a friday night i was supposed to rest i would swim on the friday night before a gala and then wonder why my times never improved and um i remember the one year uh, we had a gala, gala in bath and um i dove in and it's when they brought out the new blocks and um it put a pause only about 0.8 of a meter deep and I remember splitting my head on the bottom where I did a lazy dive and uh, I had to take two, two weeks out of swimming. And when I came back, it was club championships. And um, so I, in effect, I had a real, um, uh, a, a really good rest and a long time out of the pool. And I was worried that I wouldn't be able to get in and swim. And I, I knocked five seconds off of my um, 100 metres uh, freestyle um, you know, on, 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 on the, on the, in the club championships um, on, on my first return to the pool. So that just goes to show how, how much rest is important because uh, there's no way I would have done that time um, if I'd have been training. So, um, yeah, it's a bit of a taper. Anyway, so um, going back to um, my training for the channel, um, I, I was doing 14K on a Monday swimming, which is ridiculous. I was doing that as, as one of my training days, thinking I, I was, I was going to crack this thing. And um, invariably, um, I started to get um, uh, shoulder injuries. And, and before long, um, um, I, had, I, had, I had like uh, pain in, in different parts of my shoulder, and um, which really reduced um, the amount I was able to train. And it got to the point where I couldn't swim anymore. And uh, so I went to have a private medical with um, um, the, through the Nuffield and um, they, they diagnosed my shoulder and I had like um, calcification of my subscapularis, um, a severe bursitis and um, the de degeneration of my AC joint. So I had three major shoulder problems uh, that I needed to, to sort of like get corrected before I, before I swam uh, to France. So we had, we had, yeah, we had to delay our swim from the June um, and push it back to September. And um, I sort of like um, reduced my training volume a little. I had some cortisone injections in, in, the, um, in, the, in, in the areas that were affected um, and rested a bit and it settled a little bit, but it still wasn't right. And um, I remember uh, us going down to, uh, going down to Zover and um, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking I'm absolutely going to knacker my shoulder up if I do this. But I, I, I was so passionate. I was willing to sacrifice my shoulder to swim the channel and, um, and, and, um, whilst we're there as well, it was really cold. And I just remember it's just like, it just puts so much doubt in my mind thinking, how am I going to swim to France in, in, in that chop when my shoulder is bad and, and it's absolutely freezing. And, and, um, I was like in the swim then and it wasn't, it was a horrible feeling, uh, thinking that I might have to get in and do the swim. Uh, but as as luck luck wouldn't have it, um, because of the conditions in the channel, um, because they're up and down all the time, um, in our tide window, um, we weren't able to swim because uh, the sea was too rough. So the swim got postponed from September two thousand seventeen to um, to next year. So um, really, the time um, that, that I used that time that nine months to go away, really look at my stroke and and changed and, and set about changing things and uh what really helped for me was like um i spoke to uh sal minty gravit she's um she's done a, a two-way channel swim uh solo and um i set up a group a, a group chat with her and uh, she she looked at what i was doing training was said looked on she said what you've done in a month's training 
um, or, or two months training, I didn't do in the whole year for my double channel swim. And it's sort of like, and uh, you know, probably less, less is more. And uh, so I actually reduced my training volume by half. And um, and then I started looking at my stroke and started looking at look at the the the, uh, the dynamics of my stroke. And uh, I, I changed it. I went to I, I watched a video, a Terry Laughlin video, um, Total Immersion, um, and um, I started using my hips to drive more. And I I I I. I uh, I went in with a deeper arm en entry, which was taking the pressure off my shoulder. Uh, and by doing that, within sorry, six weeks of the actual um, the, the, the swim, um, I became pain-free uh, pain for the first time in, in probably two years. So that, that was a wow. big relief. So back and, and we uh, went down to Dover. I was full of beans then. And um, not only because um, I, 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 I sought my shoulder problem out, um, I also met a guy whilst training called David Stevens, who, who'd done an ice mile. And um, I said to David, uh, you know, I said, what's an ice mile? He said, well, you swim a mile below five degrees wearing goggle speedos and a cap. And uh, he, he said to me after a swim in, in Cleveland, um, we just got out, it was seven degrees, doing about 20 minutes. He said, he said, you could do an ice mile, John. And uh, my friend Donald McDonald was stood next to me. He said, uh, he said, if Johnny can do it, Donnie can do it. And and that was <laughs> it. We uh, we went to um, Lake 32 in Sirencester. And that year we trained for a nice mile. And um, it being brutal that first year because um, we were really committed to it. And because and, we never trained for anything like this before. We didn't go by the format of what other people were using. I just thought I need to get in every uh, twice a week, uh, getting the cold. So I was I was getting in uh, to uh, water, you know, down to one degree, uh, uh, you know, minus seven air temperatures. And I remember sometimes being in the change rooms and it being that cold that I, I, I it was just a fight to get myself out of the change rooms to walk to the water's edge, then again to get into colder water and swim. Um, but we um, our training, um, I was pushing it out, uh, you know, in, in the cold. Uh, some some that sometimes I come in the change rooms I'd be shaking for like 20 30 40 minutes I think at one time I was shaking for about an hour and um one day um a guy called John Coe and um he's um you know people are saying oh he's, he's, that's John Coe and I like oh, yeah, was it was it and uh, they said he's <laughs> he's um he's a, he's a world ice swimming champion and of course my ears pricked up then and um so I so I got in with John Coe said hello to him and uh, went around the lake and I think it, on that day it was about se uh, seven degrees and I went around did a did a mile lap around the lake and got out after about 27 minutes or something like that and um went and got changed and um i'm looking at the the clothes peg where john's clothes are and i thought where, where's john and uh, I, I got changed and um this you know this is getting on for like a, you know 40 50 minutes now and i went out went out to the lake couldn't see john and uh, i went back in he wasn't there and I, I, I said john's disappeared and as i went out again he was just getting out of the water and uh, he'd been in for an hour and i thought wow this this guy is really something and um and and he sort of inspired me to push myself more in the in the cold really seeing him and what he was capable of at his age because he was in his 60s and and um and i remember the one day it was about 6.7 degrees and i swam for just over an hour and i i come out into the chain john had finished just before me and he said you just swim for an hour and 
for uh, five minutes or something, John. And, and, and I said, yeah. And he, he came over and he gave me a pat on the shoulder. And I, that was such a magical moment. I was getting this, this pat um, on the back from this, this um, ice world swimming champion. And um, I managed to do uh, within seven weeks of training, um, some people take two or three years to weeks of training. I actually uh, did my ice mile and got out feeling comfortable. And, and it was probably um, an easier swim than I thought because of the training I put in, really. So, um, yeah, so I keep, I keep, I'll come back to the ice swim in a minute. But, but so, you, you know, going back to that, that September um, in 2017, when I was worried about the cold. Um, this is what, what I've changed. Um, you know, I fixed my shoulder. And now, and now I had the the cold, the cold mindset or the ice mindset now to go in the channel and and, and kill it. And uh, so, and that's what we did. I remember uh, um, uh, going down to Dover, brimming with confidence um, that nothing was going to stop me doing this now uh, because I was pain free and I was I was I was climatized as, as much acclimatized as anyone could be. And um, I got got swam. Um, I, I started the first leg off. It was a bit choppy. Um, you know, uh, I had the right side of the boat this time because uh, the chop was on the other side. It was on Mark's side, <laughs> so this is where I got Mark back because during the swim he started to get really um, lacked and tired, and it's because he was on the choppy side. So invariably he had to come and 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 swim on his non-breathing side, which was a bit more trickier uh, in the end. But yeah, it was it was it was um, the conditions weren't too bad, and and um, the swim went well. And uh, I remember um, swimming. I, I remember having to fight to swim because um, when you get to get to France, you have to you have to break through the currents. And um, when you when you head to shore, and it's 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 a real fight. And about fifty minutes, I had my head down, you know, going as flat out as I could. And um, I reached I reached a rock and I had to stand out on this big rock. And then um, I remember planting and just feeling that lactic acid in my in my arms and legs again. Um, and then, and then the hooter went. I had to jump back in and swim. And thankfully, I was swimming with the current. Then going back out towards the boat because I was I was completely destroyed from that fight getting in. And we still had the the return leg to do. Uh, but we we did that swimming. Um, I, I can't remember what uh, ten hours forty. I think it's ten hours forty something. Uh, might be ten hours forty one minutes. And that was almost an hour quicker than we did it in two thousand and fifteen. So then that was just our first leg. So that that was a bonus in itself. And then um, coming back across the channel, um, it, I, I think there were sticking points where where um, my stroke had slowed down and, and I found it hard getting my arms out of the water because you were so tired. Uh, but I find that once you picked up the pace um, a little bit, um, it was it was easier to swim. Uh, and um, in the middle of the night, it, it got, you know, um, the temperature dropped to about uh, 11 degrees, which is really cold. Uh, the swim started off about 16, 17 degrees. And because the the undercurrents and, and the cold air, um, it was it was about 11 degrees on top. And uh, we ended up swimming through um, smacks, um, shoals of jellyfish, they're called smacks. So, uh, yeah, when, when this uh, smacks of jellyfish, you know, I was swimming in, in, in jellyfish for about an hour. And um, I met John down from a boat and you could see all the bioluminescence from a jellyfish. And it was just an amazing sight. And I just, um, that that was one of my favourite parts of the swim. So you're jumping in the water, you're getting stung by jellyfish as things would last for like anything from 30 seconds to a minute. And, and you were getting this the stimulation from the cold water. So it was like, it was like a perfect tonic, if, uh, if, if for a phrase of it, because uh, it just, it just, uh, it just woke you up and, and you felt energised. 
And um, that was, yeah, remember part, part of my swim, the most enjoyable part was the jellyfish and the cold. Um, not... But the mind the... is essential, isn't it? It's, it's such a major part of it. Yeah. That, what, it, it, what's been your biggest influences? It's, it's just... It, it's, it's just to have that confidence and that mindset you've really got you've really got to put yourself in the worst conditions and and and, and really train to the standard where you know you're not going to fail um so that that that's all the long hours all, all the cross training all, all the yoga um you know there's, there's a lot that goes into it um but it's, it's just getting in your you know in, in the best physical is 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 about making it to the, to the start line uh, which I learned it's, it's, it's not overening and, and, you know, injuring yourself and, and put yourself out with shoulder injuries and things like that. It's, it's about doing enough to, to get you in the best possible condition, condition so you can make the start line. And um, yeah, I, I train in the way, the way I push myself is, 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 is how I train for it. I, I can't. Yeah. I, <laughs> no, no, that's cool. That's great. Yeah. To France and back. And in doing so, we became the first, two-man team in history to swim to France and back which was uh, which was brilliant because um, we got Guinness World Record for that and uh, can you can you remember when I was talking about Kate, Kate Vines um, at the, the Guildford swim and she'd swam to, yes. swam to France and uh, she received uh, a special award for swimming to France um, anyway so uh, when we went to uh, the channel swimming presentations um, that, that year Ross Edgley had swam around Great Britain and and uh, Lewis Pugh had swam the length of the channel and um, I remember going off on stage and marking um, the special award, which we shared with a team of three swimmers who'd swam to France and back, and Lewis Pugh, who'd swam the channel. So we um, we were awarded, we all shared this award. And um, on one of the, uh, uh, what, what you call them, shields on, on the trophy, uh, was was uh, Kate Vines channeling positivity. Uh, so when she whispered in my ear and saying that you can swim the channel, there I am picking up the same award that she picked up for, for merit for doing uh, a great swim. So um, that just gave me a buzz, really. That just made, you know, it's, it's full yeah. circle. So it's, it's, it's just goes to show that, you know, I was just, I was just a nobody. I was just like, um, you know, I hadn't, I hadn't done anything like the, the, these swims before. And it just goes to show that coming from uh, being at the pool for 23 years, um, you know, there's, they do and achieve, um, you know, there's, there's, lots of things that can be achieved out in open water so um yeah trophy and, and um having those memories and swimmers oh, so um so after the channel swim um it's, it's it's another difficult one because um you go through um you've had this big high and then you go through this big low and um i, I depression a little bit so um, I say a little bit, and, and I, you know I, I can get quite down, um, not not suicidal or anything like that, but just just really down in, in myself and the way I feel. And and after the swim, it was it, you know it, um, it's very deflating because you you've got nothing. And I I find now I'll always need something to work towards, otherwise otherwise get get really low and depressed. Um, so uh, yes, yeah, so I carried on with the ice swimming. I done my ice mile, and um, I I then decided uh, that I was going to enter my first real competition since uh, since been since being a junior. Uh, so I entered the um, I, um, the GBI swimming events at Hatfield. So um, that was um, 
that was swimming 1k at uh, whatever the water temperature was going to be it's the uh, to do an ice swim it's got it's got to be five degrees and below um and that's what they're hoping the water to be um five and below but when we got there at six degrees still very cold yeah. and i remember racing that and um I, I i i won my age group so um it wasn't a massive field of swimmers in my age group um, because ice swimming was just taking off then. And um, I think they'd only had their second world championships. So it's, it was a, it was a very new sport, grow, growing sport. And, um, but I won my age group and uh, then that enabled me to um, uh, be selected to represent uh, Britain in the third ever world ice swimming championships in Manx and Russia. And uh, look at, looking at my, um, and everyone else who I was competing against, um, I was sort of like vibe spot and um, I to train really hard for them. It was really difficult because um, I, I've, I've done the ISMR, which is below five degrees. Uh, but now you're going to be competing else in the world at zero degrees in, in, uh, in like minus 20 air temperature, um, which, which is a, it's, it's a completely different ballpark. Um, I can't, I can't just difference there is between five and zero degrees, but it's massive absolutely massive the you know the difference um and i remember being in the lake um at sorencester the one day it dipped to 0.3 and i did i think i did four meters um at 0.3 and and i got out my legs were complete pool um and and um and i remember like as i was swimming it felt like um the, the tendons tendons were like creaking in in, in you know in, in, in their sheaths in my arms and had these funny uh, electric shocks going down my neck and I thought to myself this is completely different I, it was really cold so I just thought to myself how am I going to do this and then what what happened was the lake started warming up and um, so we had a real problem where like um, the lakes were getting up to six or seven degrees which is like warm in ice swimming terms and I thought, mm. how am I going to prepare myself? So there was, a, I think, there was a real panic amongst some of the the people in the GB team about how they're going to prepare. And um, I started looking at sort of um, ice barrels and things like that. And um, I was ringing around like local sports centres and rugby clubs, and uh, you know, hoping that they'd have like um, an ice facility and I could go in because they a lot of these, uh, these training facilities have like uh, ice for recovering for their for their legs and things like that. So. Um, but um, when I rang around, um, many had like ice barrels, and and when they did, they they would only take the water temperature down to about eight and seven or eight degrees, which which wasn't going to be cold enough. And then um, I had a bit of a brainstorm. Um, a, a guy who owns a pub in Gloucester, um, who I know, and um, he had at the back, and um, he said at the back, he said you can use that. So I, take, I took a look at it and lifted the lid off, and there's loads of plastic bits in there, and I gutted it out. And uh, got a, a big polythene black liner, put put that in there. And uh, below the pub, they had a coffee. And I asked if I could use the ice out of their ice. And uh, because it was it was winter and, and uh, they weren't really making many cold drinks and things. So uh, they allowed me to use all the ice. So I, I was carting dustbin bags full of ice up to this um, this, this freezer, and it, which, which was located at the back of the pub by all the dustbins. <laughs> So uh, it was like a, it was like a real scene out of Rocky. I've got all this ice and this, uh, you know, I'm sitting in by these, uh, you know, smelly dustbins and and um, I remember being there on a Sunday night on my first dip and it's always uh, it always strikes me because uh, I could hear the church on a Sunday night, I could hear the church bells ringing in the background from the cathedral, um, and and um, I'm sat in my socks off at, at um, close to zero degrees and I, I'd sit in there for ten minutes. And then uh, my friend Donald McDonald, who I did the ice mile with, he he came and joined me, 
and um, we sit in it. It was been, and um, we we uh, coined the phrase uh, "bobble off." So we would both have our bobble hats on, sitting watching each other, and and um, Donald would always win because um, I, I would get out before him, and I was thinking, "How's he doing this?" Because he's a lot slimmer than me, and and um, I'm a lot better uh, in the ice uh, swimming in the ice. But when it comes to the bat, um, sitting in in the freezer full of ice, um, Donald Donald always won hats down. So he he made me in a sense push myself a little bit. So um, uh, instead of doing ten, I was doing fifteen to do what Donald did, and then I get out and he stay in for twenty. So the next time I thought, oh, I'm going to stay in for twenty, and I got out and he stayed in for twenty-seven. I, like, are you doing this? And I was just like, <laughs> I just I, I couldn't more. He still he still has a record now. He got in my ice barrel at home. So uh, yeah, so I, I, I'll come back to that in a minute about the ice barrel I've got at home. So um, yeah, so this this is what I did for training for Russia. So uh, when we eventually got to to a Manx, um, we we were allowed to do a tetral pool. So the pool was uh, in a lake. Um, it was cut out of ice, um, thick ice, and it was, it was like properly lame rope. So with all the time and facilities, uh, it's a really good setup. And uh, also on the same lake, there's a, a, what they call a walrus hole where all the locals dip. And this is just a small ice hole. And and if it, there's uh, there's like a little bit of a hut there with a gym there where the locals go to. And, and you've got like, it's, it's really strange. So you get in, going down these wooden steps into this water, it's like zero. And, um, and, and you've got skiers going past, skiing past you. So it's, it's, it's a really, really strange feeling. <laughs> um, I remember, wow. yeah, I remember getting into this, this ice hole and swimming five minutes and it, it, it was, it was, uh, was brutalizing that the pain in your hands uh, was, was second to that. I mean, I, I, I've experienced pain in my hands before, but, I thought, how am I actually going to swim a kilometre in this? Um, you know, I think everyone, when they got in, it had these little seeds of doubt in their head, thinking, how am I going to do this? So, um, yeah, so, um, and and seeing some locals get in, and uh, they would come out and they would roll around in the snow to get get, get dry. And um, once I recovered, um, I went out and, uh, and uh, looked at the lake and it was that cold uh, because of the air temperature, you could actually see the crystals forming on the, on, on top of the water. Um, wow. So it's, yeah. It, um, and then we had the test swim uh, a couple of days later and uh, I did about, I, I, probably about uh, six lengths. So it wasn't a great distance, probably about 150 metres or something. Um yeah, and then got out. Um, yeah, uh, that, that, you know, and then on, on the um, on the day of my race, um, uh, um, when I went to Russia, um, yeah, you wouldn't be uh, and swimming with me in my uh, and staying me in the same room. Only only John Co, the Ice World Swimming Champion. <laughs> so I, I'm, now, I'm, I'm, I'm now um, swimming in the World Championships with a world champion who's inspired me at the lake. And and it's pushed me, and and we 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 got we got like um we got a really good bond me and John um yeah I love the guy really it's 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 it's, it's uh, for me he's a daddy of ice swimming, and um, it was just nice to have him on my side and by my side and 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 to to you know um for him to be my my seconds he was he, he took me out and held my clothes and stuff while I was doing the swim, um. But I remember I was, I was like, yeah, you're always thinking, what can I do to gain the edge? What can I do uh, to make this swim easier? Um, and I noticed uh, this Wim Hof breathing. So um, I got talking to this uh, Wim Hof coach and um, I, I you know, asked him what I could do to maybe um, 
you know, uh, so so, I, so he showed me some breathing techniques. And I remember going into the change room about an hour or so before my race and doing three lots of 70 breaths um, and, and then doing breath retentions as well. And I just remember being so calm and relaxed. And then when I went down to the waiting area for the swim, I, I look back on the video. So it's like I've, I've taken a video clip and, and you can see I'm just completely relaxed. There's no stress, nothing. I, I don't know if that's because of the breathing or because I know I've brought the training in. Uh, but I had this, you know, calm, relaxed uh, mindset about me. And I remember getting down to the pool's edge and, and they said before, they said to be respectful to the other swimmers when you get in take off all of your you know, stuff in time because you want to be unfair to the competitors and leave them standing there in the cold for, for, for a period of time uh, before you get in. So they're quite strict about that. And I thought, I thought I'm going to try people's heads here a little bit. So um, when, we, uh, when we went up to the poolside, I just stripped off completely, put my, gave my stuff to John even before they said, get, get your stuff off. And I just stood there waiting for everyone. I thought, well, they, you know, they must be up to <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I remember getting into getting into, and I didn't feel the cold. I, I, I honestly, honestly got in at zero degrees and, and whether, whether it's because of the sense of uh, the occasion, because my adrenaline was going and, and because I didn't breathe and I was relaxed. Um, but I got in and, and I was just completely focused on the swim and, and, and the cold didn't even enter my head. I think it wasn't until about 20 when I started to feel that my mouth had frozen and, um, these, these are little things you learn in training. So when you're swimming in, in, in the cold, sometimes you, your, your tongue and your mouth goes numb. And um, what happens is uh, when you go to breathe, uh, you can't tell the difference between breathing water or air because it all feels the same. So um, I just remember choking a few times in training uh, that numbness. And I just remember just, just, to, just to breathe breathe a little bit higher so I woke. Um, yeah, so those little things, those, uh, those, those little training you, you, you put into that, that race, and then um, towards the end, I just, um, it's like probably the last 10 lengths were the hardest because my my arms were completely frozen up to my toes. So I couldn't feel my fingers. I couldn't feel my arms. So you, you've lost that sense of feeling for the water. You, you, you can't feel uh, your purchase on the water. So so you um, you just you just have to go by memory and, and remember what your stroke's like. And, and hopefully your arms are uh, following that pattern that you normally do. And um, yeah, so so by the time I finished, um, it felt like treacle. It felt like um, you know, it felt like I was going uphill. Um, every, everything in your body starts to really slow down, and and I could feel that it was like everything was in slow motion. Uh, but I made it to the end, and and uh, and I got out. And um, I remember going back to check, wrap my uh, rubber around me. He was, he was covering me as we were walking along and uh, he was saying, well done and stuff. And all I can remember is this massive pain in my chest and in my hands. And uh, I'd never experienced pain in my hands like it before. I remember going out throwing snowballs as a kid and you come back and dry your hands in front of the fire. Um, it was 10 times the intensity of that. And, and um, I didn't know whether to scream or cry, but people lined up clapping you as you went in. And, and I just thought I just need to keep this together. So as I'm getting into the recovery facility, um, I've still got this massive pain in the middle of my chest. And um, I, I said to one of the, the women that put this pain in my chest and, and, and she called for the doctor. And um, when, you, when you get to uh, the recovery, you, you do back at home. So when we get changed, we, we've got all our, layer, um, our, our clothes out. It's a quick fight to uh, get dry, get your clothes on. And then you, um, 
then you then you start about the recovery. But because you're swimming in such such extreme conditions, you need a really um, effective response to that. And and um, uh, this 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 team of people was set up for that. In there, um, are completely frozen. These women just thought, "What's going on?" And and like um, obviously nothing to show. These women just I just been like you know. Yeah, these women just ripped my trunks off and I thought well, what's going on here so and I just stood there I remember putting my hands across and and uh, and then they just said sit in the chair so I sat in this chair naked um I had my hands cupped over um my private area and then and then um and then they they brought up uh, what 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 they want that for and then, and then they made me put my feet in this water and I, I didn't know if it was cold because I couldn't feel anything and and they got the doctor in, and she put the stethoscope on me, uh, did some tests, and and um, said said it was fine. There was nothing wrong with my heart or anything. So that was a bit boring, even though the pain was still there. And then they they've got warm wet towels. So they wrap you with these walls, and that's to take because your skin's super chilled. That's to take the the cold out of the skin uh, before you rewarm. And and um, so they keep placing these uh, towels every so often with uh, warmer ones. And eventually, uh, the pain went in my chest. And then I looked down at my legs and from my knees to um, feet, um, they, they were completely black blue. Um, I mean, black blue, uh, where, where the fro- blood had like frozen in the capillaries. Um, and um, I looked at my legs and I said, hey, and she said, it's OK. She said, and she covered them up with some towels and she said it's happened to people before. It's OK. So um, and then and then I was transferred. To- sure. Am I going to lose my legs? See, all these things go through your head. You're thinking it's it's it's. it's, it's all these uh, new things are happening to you and you, you're sort of like, you're in a little bit of like a, a delirious mode because you're in that ice brain freeze because uh, you, your mind gets slightly frozen. So everything, your cognitive function slows down as well. And, and, and everything feels so insular when you're in that environment. It's all a slow motion and it's, you just like, you're just, you're just actually putting all your trust in other people to, to sort of help get you, get you through this, rewarming process because uh, you know you feel you feel quite vulnerable um so it, yeah. it's definitely true that the swim's never over and, and you're fully recovered um swimming is just, just one part of it every it, you know it, it recovers everything and and that's something you always got to be mindful of um when you're when you're actually training when you're swimming it's, it's like you know um am i pushing it too far um limits in terms of what my recovery is going to be, be like afterwards so that's always something in the back of your mind when, when you're swimming i know that on that swim in russia uh that i i push myself beyond that beyond that zone that i would normally feel comfortable with so i, I this this is a new level for me um and and yeah and so the recovery was a, a level of pain um you, you know but through it in the end and and i remember going into the sauna with the, with the towels on warm water pour that over you give a warm drink and within 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 sort of like i suppose um 25 minutes of coming out of the water uh, i was like fully recovered uh but and that you know um at the lake i'm guaranteeing you that would take me a couple of hours uh, probably an hour of shakes and and that would be a really really hard recovery um uh, and but they they seem to this 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 method is really effective and it brings you around a lot quicker and and uh yeah it's uh um some people hated it but loved it because because you know you feel like you're being you're, you're being looked after and taken care of and that that's that's that you know that's that's a big plus really when you're in in that sort of mind state and and, and your body's like that so after the swim, we went back up and, and uh, the screens upstairs in 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 the in the in the waiting area, and um, it was heat. Um, I can't remember if it was heat eight or ten, but 
but Dharma, who um who's an absolute ice legend and he's in my age group he's he's well uh, he's he's won this guy he's, he's won world titles before and um he um he's actually swept furthest distance below one degree i think it's two and a half k below one degree so he's he's a real ice legend and um yeah i was watching his swim and um, I had no idea what position I'd been in, you know, in, uh, you know whether I was in, in a chance of a medal. Uh, and I remember watching Henry Henry Karma swim, seeing his time, and I was like, like that can't be right. And you know, I was I was like twenty odd seconds uh, fast, and, and, and he was in the top heat. And I then I started looking back to all the other heats, and and it suddenly to me that potentially um, I'd won my age group. Um, so, you know, fast and well for my age. So, yeah, and I ended up winning. Um, it was, was incredible. So to, to not only go to the, the GB champion with my age group there, um, I actually, I actually won my come uh, world, world Iceman champion. For me, which seems a bit of a fluke, um, yeah, I never like. I don't like taking cards because it's it just seems such a fluke that I was able to go down my first ever world championships uh, and, and win gold and, I don't think it's something that I could ever repeat again, to be honest. But I've been there and 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 got that medal, and I'll always have it. So it's uh, it's a nice feeling to think that I've actually, you know, um, it just it just it just likes this homage to all the all the swimming I did through all the years when I was younger. That all that sort of like uh, resentment of giving up, and uh, you know, I never achieved the Olympics and things like that. Um, by by doing the channel and Golden Russia, it, it it just it just turned everything around in my head, and it's you know it's all for a reason. So uh, you know, all, all all that training years ago, person I am now. So I mean, you're very dedicated. I mean, that's that's for sure. Yeah. So the dedication has pulled off. Yeah. For you, it's yeah. I and I I I. I, I yeah, it's hard to say. I, I mean, it's you, you have your ups and downs, and I, I went to the GB Championships um, last year, and um, from winning gold in Russia, I came. I think I came. Um, I had a bad, bad season. I was, I was ill, had a few colds and stuff, and wasn't up to speed. And I ended up fourth in my age group in the GB Championship. So, yeah. So, and and it's 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 getting more competitive now as well. Um, there's there's um, there's a different class of swimmers coming in. It's like you're getting the re, um, you're getting sort of like swimmers from masters who've kept their swimming going all throughout the years, and and um, people are getting used to the ice and and yeah it's it's, it's going to get more competitive and i I've, i'm going to have to really really train hard just to just just to figure in in in, in um in the medal so if, if there's ever a chance again so um yeah if it's going to have a massive impact on everybody in their training yeah oh definitely um, and their accessibility so so um every season what i'd normally do and, and what i recommend for any um uh, ice swimmer um uh, is my well there's tips around that most people know this but you, you swim through the summer and and, and you, you ride the temp down into the winter and that's the best way to get your body into acclimatized and build up to to ice swimming uh, and then, then you, you then you get you get a gradual increase and you learn about how long it takes you to recover and it gives you a bit of a marker really so yeah, i recommend for anyone starting out uh, wanting to do ice to start start you know start in the summer uh, end of the autumn and, and just wind the temperatures down so um, yeah, that's what I do every season normally, um, and this season was completely different. So um, it was very up and down, uh, a very up and down start with opening, then closing through every lockdown, and and um, then then the local pools closed. So not only have I lost my facility for doing my cold swimming, uh, but I've also lost lost uh, you know um, the actual pool for training. 
sorry, I got a bit of a cold. Um, but that's that's so. Um, I think everyone's in that boat. It's really it's really tough for like all all the the club juniors out there, and um, you know um, they're they're never going to get this chance again. Take uh, so much time out of their training um, whilst whilst at a young age when when they're developing. It's 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 going to be tough for those juniors. I feel I feel sorry for the young boys as well. It's it's devastating for them. Yeah, but and, and same thing as um, some people have to live close enough to a lake um, that they can get in. Uh, that's not being site managed because um, they're not officially allowed to open. Uh, and some people are lucky enough to live by the sea. Um, I've, I've got neither neither of those facilities. Um, but what I have got in my garden is something that I set up is is um, what I call my ice barrel. So it's um, it's a whiskey barrel. Um, it's it's in, slightly embedded into the ground. It holds about 120 gallons, which is quite quite a huge amount of water. And uh, also picked up a second-hand uh, industrial ice from um, a closed-down pizza, pizza uh, parlour. And um, so I, I top the ice up in, in the barrel, mix it up with a paddle, usually get it down to under five degrees. Um, most of them I can get it down to sort of like within uh, about to one degree. And then I sit in there for about 10 minutes. And uh, the barrel's been great because um, I've had, I've had um, ice, but before lockdown, I had an ice party around the house. So I had a, a group of ice swimmers come around and they all took a turns getting in the barrel and I had a hot tub go in, a barbecue in the winter. <laughs> so it was a typical um, ice swimmers, but um, you know, it's, 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 it's summer on his head. So I'm having a summer barbecue, I have a nice barbecue now. So uh, yeah, so yeah. And um, not only that, I've had, um, I've had the pleasure of having um, during December this year, uh, be, uh, in between lockdowns, um, I decided that uh, because I couldn't go to get to the lakes, um, I was gonna I was gonna get in the barrel every day for 15 minutes, uh, be, well 15 minutes 23 seconds because that's what the time I did uh, the ice mile in, uh, sorry the with the 1k in in Russia when I won gold. I thought I'm gonna I'm gonna replicate that stay in 15 minutes 23, and uh, below five degrees. So so I get in, I do my 15 minutes, and I'd invite somebody who hadn't um ever tried the ice before um as a challenge and i think um over the course of the month, um had about 30 odd people um who'd never tried the ice before and i was able to to get them in the barrel uh, get them to overcome their fears talk them through what was going to happen to their body um how they would recover afterwards and what they're going to feel like and um i think everybody who got in um, went away with a sense of accomplishment that you know they learned about the ice and, and they felt great afterwards and and um that's amazing you're also known for wearing speedos aren't you yeah, out yeah. of the pool on walks um yes yeah, so so um uh during during lockdown um when we could travel during lockdown um we um they they brought um the government brought the rule in the rule of uh, six so you could only have six people in a group and um we pre-planned with the family trip to the norfolk broads just um to go on on a on a on a, on a cruise down the river on a boat uh, that we hired out and uh, the company uh, rang up whilst i was in the isles of silly i was doing a swim around the silly isles uh, the silly swim and um uh, my wife rang me up she said oh they've, they've cancelled the holiday and i said what do you mean she said because there's seven in the party, I said, "Well, didn't they give you the option to to reduce the numbers?" I said, "Ring, ring, ring them back. Tell them that I'm dropping out." I said, um, "I said I want you and the kids to have a holiday because uh, I've got little ones, uh, you know, two and and five, and that you know, it, it, memories uh, are very. I, I always like the kids to have good memories, so so you know, they need they need to go on that holiday. So I said, I'll drop out and and um, I, I'll take the hit." 
and uh, for me it was really um, a, a break for a week <laughs> so, but um, it wasn't in the end because uh, what I decided to do I thought I've, I've always wanted to walk Hadrian's Wall and um, and so I decided I was going to do it and I, I said to Donald uh, McDonald my friend uh, that um, I was going to do it hardcore so I'm going to I'm going to do the whole whole wall I said I'm going to do it in my shorts and t-shirt he said you said you can do better than that and um donald donald uh, not many people would know donald mcdonald but um yeah, they'd know him by sight with a big beard and from my photos but he he turns up to my house when he's dipping the ice barrel he'll cycle about five miles in his in his speedos on his push bike in the middle of winter to get in my ice barrel and he said you can go one better than that he, he said you can do it in speedos drive <laughs> So, so he's planted the seed now. This is what happens when people say things; they plant a seed and think, "Yeah, I can do that," and, and you end up doing it for for some silly reason. And then um, my my uncle's the town crier of Gloucester, because um, Gloucester's got a great Roman heritage. He, um, he he called me down to the museum. He said, "You've got to come to Gloucester Museum." He said, "You've got to bring your walking sticks, your rucksack, and your speedos." He said, "I got I got something for you." So anyway, um, it gets me in the middle of the museum, people walking out, it gets me to change into my Speedos, um, put my rucksack on, and then he comes out, out comes out of his, out of his bag, this, this, um, this Roman helmet that weighs about five kilos, and he dumps it on top of my head. He said, you're walking Hadrian's Wall in Speedos in a Roman helmet. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> and they took a photo, and then before you know it, it's passed all over social media, um, the BBC are trying to get in contact with me. This nutter is walking Hadrian's Wall in his speedos and 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 a Roman helmet in the middle of winter. So um, I did no planning for this walk whatsoever, uh, and um, so um, I was really, uh, yeah, I was I was well out of my comfort zone for this. It wasn't it wasn't like doing the channel. Like I put the training in, and you know I'm I'm always normally very careful about putting the training before doing things, but this was just a, a stupid stupid moment off the cuff. And um, I did it. Um, the reason I did it as well is because um, um, when I saw the channel the first time, um, a guy called Alan Lamb, who um, who, who runs Rugby for Heroes, um, as, as, as a charity that helps military transition back into civvy life, um, he was really ill and he was in hospital um, waiting for a kidney transplant. And um, he happened to say at the time, he said, "Could you? Is there anything you could do to?" possibly help the charity out during during this time he said because um because they couldn't put any big event, events uh, on um i think that most most charities are really uh, like most charities are really uh, suffering so i said i'd do anything i could to help so so i aimed to aim to uh raise as much as i could for the charity so i ended up doing the walk for the charity and um i remember um going out and getting all the kit i thought i'm going to do it self-sufficient um, I bought the smallest tent, um, everything, and and I tried to buy all the all the all the, the most expensive kit where it's the, the lightest you could carry, and my backpack still ended up weighing about forty pounds. So it's like a full military backpack, um, plus the weight of the Roman helmet. Wow! I turned up. I turned up in um, Newcastle. The relay. We remember them. Twenty twenty one. I know that you're obviously doing it with Laura and Caroline. Yeah. And the the plan is yeah. So uh, what for the planet plan is to swim from as as the hero leg um, is the plan plan is to swim from Penarth um, uh, to Cleveland, which is a known route across the Bristol Channel. A few people have swam it before, um, so we're we're going to swim that leg, which is it's going to be it's going to be really tough because it's going to be weather dependent. But but we're going to have to pick a window where where it's even if it's a choppy, it's going to be feasible that we can do it um, because um, yeah, that leg has to be done. 
but it's it, it is you know like any channel swim it's so weather and tide uh, dependent and um, we're hoping to um get the get the help of um a pilot to take us across there i'm gonna we haven't um sourced anyone yet but we will do and um we're thinking of jeff door if he can do it because he's um he he helped us out this summer so um um I've, yeah this this group of swimmers uh that you talk about caroline and laura um we call ourselves yeah we set up a group called the river otters uh because all, all, all through the summer uh we spent we spent most of our time up and down rivers um uh, you know swimming because all the pools were closed and we had the i, I think i had the the, the the best the best open water summer ever um, I was going to uh, the River Wise, swimming up and down there at Simmons Yacht East. Um, I was getting in the Seven, swimming up to Hall Bridge, uh, which is about a, a three or four mile swim. I was swimming from uh, Lower Load uh, to Wayne Loads in the River Seven. That's about a five mile swim. Um, I was joining Caroline um, in the morning. Some mornings I was driving to um, a place called Flabbery, where we get in by the weir and we swim to a boatyard called Wah Piddle down the Avon. And that, that was just an amazing swim and that's about four miles and we do that we do that um once a week as well and then um i'd meet up with uh, some of the girls and we we swim uh from cleveland where we normally swim from cleveland to lady bay and back which is a two mile swim uh we end up swimming from cleveland to uh porter's head which is about five miles with, with the currents and um and on a couple of occasions we swam there and back so we timed the swim so that when we got to porter's head the tide would be turning and then we swim the five just over five miles back with the tide um and then to top off the summer um we we did um, um an amazing swim it was um i kept looking at the seven bridge uh, the, well the prince of wales bridge thinking wouldn't it be incredible to swim underneath that and um so i set about trying to get a pilot to um to get you know to get uh, to take us there and to be able to do that and i uh, couldn't really find anybody willing until um who, who was available until i come across jeff door and he's the actual perfect guy for the job because um he he's got a, um he's got a, a big rib with the twin engines and uh, he actually um monitors the traffic coming in and out of like water's uh um, coming out, coming out the the dock there, and he he sort of looks after that stretch of river as well. So he, he took us out the one morning, and uh, we we ended up um, getting in underneath the Prince of Wales Bridge, which when you're underneath it in the water is it's when it's it's uh, it's so spectacular. Uh, you know, it's the size of this bridge, and and the span of it, and you're just swimming underneath it. And uh, we ended up swimming. I think it was about 13 miles to to Clevedon. And uh, we went across, uh, we, we swam through the shipping lane, um, through some of the roughest parts of the actual channel where, where Jeff actually said, I've had, to, I've had to rescue boats out of the conditions you swam in today. And, and, and those parts of the, the actual uh, uh, the, the channel. So, uh, yeah, it was a spectacular swim. And, and um, that's given us the confidence, I think, and the background and the knowledge about the tides and currents uh, to be able to take on that swim as a relay uh, from Penar to uh, Cleveland. So it's, it's pretty much our, our, our sort of like, um, uh, for me and Laura anyway, our, our home training ground and, and um, a body of water that we're very familiar with. So we're very comfortable uh, doing that. Um, but, yeah, it'd be nice because we've never gone across the width of it to, to be able to do that. And we're very excited that you're doing it as part yeah, of the Yeah, it's going to be awesome. I'm, so, um, I'm bringing a baton from Wales back over so it can continue its uh, leg down to 
Plymouth. Yeah, that's, yeah. The, that's the plan. Yeah, it's going to be brilliant. We just we just so, need to work on refining that uh, those dates around the, the tides and and uh, the weather conditions closer to the time because um, that that's that's uh, it's gonna it's gonna wait wait on the weather really. So um, I, I, I mean we we swam in all sorts of conditions in the channel. I remember getting in um, with Caroline in a force four. Um, which which no one goes out in, and the waves are about two or three meters high. Um, um, the, the, getting in out of the water is the most dangerous part of the swim, um, but we're able to get in in those conditions off the slip, and and um, it was just amazing. Once you're in the water and and, and you're going up and down the waves, it it just feels great. Um, it, it might look dangerous, but but to 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 uh, swimmers who who have got like um, our backgrounds and and have done that sort of distance and swam in those conditions before it's it's just like paradise it's like yeah so uh i wouldn't recommend it to anyone who hasn't swam though um yeah so um yeah so that's that's really me in a nutshell really <laughs> that's i could have gone which is a big big nutshell which is awesome yeah are you a cake guy or are you a biscuit guy i'm a cake guy so um yeah coffee and cake most definitely um and what cake um, anything that's going because I, I'm, I'm generally a, um, a bad cook when it comes to cakes. I'm lazy and uh, what, whatever's going because I'll go and scavenge off other people. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do bring biscuits down now and again and, and share, share them out. And, uh, you know, I just leave the packet there because I've got, you know, but um, I think, uh, yeah, there's so, so many good cooks out there in the swimming community and I thank all of them for, uh, for, for, for dishing me a bit of cake. <laughs> the sharing and the caring. That's it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I've I've done some big swims and and, and the best thing to eat um, uh, down at Cleveland when you get after a, 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 like a sort of ten mile swim, uh, you, you gotta have, you gotta have fish and chips and a can of coke. <laughs> Just sit, sitting oh, yeah, uh, sitting on the seawall, taking in the in, in, in the views and stuff like that. It's like uh, yeah, that, that 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 really hits the spot. Myself, Caroline, and Laura, we've got a really exciting swim coming up that we've. Um, oh yes. Yeah. So this this is this is going to be a nail biter. Um. So in we we there was a swim advertised in I think it was an outdoor swim or something like that. Um. Um. For a group of people to swim, uh, be the first British team to swim from the Farallon Islands, um, to San Francisco uh, underneath San sorry, to San Francisco Bridge, uh, which is going through I think three different uh, current bodies of water and really rough conditions and um and the island is inhabited by sharks i mean when we're talking this is a this is this this is a well uh, renowned place for like uh all different types of sharks including great whites and uh swimmers have had to been pulled from the water where sharks have followed them so um it's it's something that's it's gonna really put us on edge and uh, to be included in that team, uh, you know, potentially uh, be the first British team to swim that that stretch of water, that body of water, um, and and to be included, the, all, all three of us, because we we're, we're a little bubble in our own own right, really. So because I'm familiar with each other, so to be to be chosen out of hundreds of people to to be the three to join, join this team of six is amazing. It's no, going to be it's going to be well adventure, yeah. So uh, so yeah, so the, the adventures go on. So uh, never stop dreaming. <laughs> Just uh, yeah. So, no, and we will. Something always comes we'll up. We'll catch up with you on that as well. Yeah, sure. So, uh, because that sounds an amazing venture to cover and see how you do, support you in whatever way we can. Yeah. John, thank you again for 